Have you ever considered launching a program online, but talk yourself out of it because it seems complicated and a little bit scary? Yes? Then today's episode is for you. Stick around as we share several surprising launch lessons that will make you think about giving your own launch another try. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for busy solopreneurs who want to improve their marketing productivity. Join us every Wednesday as we share actionable productivity and marketing tips to help you overcome those inevitable messy moments. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hey, you, welcome to episode 73 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. And I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. So Teresa and I were recently discussing her upcoming launch for Plan to Achieve, which is her group coaching program. This will be her second launch of this program this year. During that conversation, she shared some of the lessons she learned from launching a product. It was so interesting that we thought we'd share that insight with you. Yes. You know, it's funny because until I said those things out loud to Megan, I had not really even thought about it. I mean, I looked at the data I had regarding my metrics and my marketing efforts, but I hadn't thought much about the lessons I learned from launching a program. Once I did, I realized that what I was expecting to learn was different from the actual launch lessons. I definitely had some preconceived notions about launching a program. Those ideas were shaped by launch, quote unquote, gurus, <laughs> articles I read online, and well-intentioned colleagues who'd actually never launched before. <laughs> yeah, that happens. It does. There are many common beliefs about launching a program. Some of them make the process seem really cumbersome and overwhelming. And if you've never launched before, you may believe that you need to hustle really hard or have a massive email list and tons of authority, or in other words, be really well known. You may also believe that you need fancy technology, lots of money, and to be an expert in your field. Yes. In all transparency, those beliefs about launching were what kept me from doing it. <laughs> it really did. I started and stopped so many times. Megan can attest to all of that. That is so true. <laughs> yep. And honestly, I let these beliefs rattle around in my head and do some damage. And now Teresa's launched twice with the third launch right around the corner. You may wonder what change to make Teresa go through with launching. How did she get over the hurdles? Well, she is going to share some of her insights today. Yes, I am. Well, it actually started with the first, well, I'll call it a launch of Plan to Achieve back in September of 2019. I didn't actually do any formal launch. Instead, I did a test group or what the industry calls a beta launch. And I did it very simply. I met a list of people who I thought would be a good fit. Then I called each one and explained what I was doing, why I was doing it, and I made my offer. Five people said yes and paid to join my beta group. I had no content built. There was no sophisticated member area. I mean, I literally ran everything through a Facebook group. I built all of the training as we went through the program in real time with honest feedback from the students. So I'm thinking people may be curious to know how launching a beta program helped with a regular launch. I mean, five people is a small group. Yeah, it, it was a small group, but, you know, I really didn't mind. I had 
very specific intentions for the beta launch that did not revolve around money. So my goal with the beta launch was to prove that I understood what my ideal customer avatar struggled with, that I could help them achieve a specific result, and that I had a solution they would actually pay for. And I was able to accomplish all of that and more. Essentially, I got paid to build a program, deliver a program, and improve a program with real people and real feedback. Plus, I got great testimonials to use in my full launch later. And the beta group gave me confidence. I was confident that I had a good product that people would want. And you know what? That's priceless. A lack of self-confidence is a big barrier for a lot of people. So that's a huge bonus of the beta launch. Yet it still took over a year from that point for <laughs> Teresa to actually relaunch her program. So why was that? <laughs> okay. Well, not using COVID as an excuse, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Forget about that for a minute. Forget about that for a minute. But, you know, that's really the rub, isn't it? I mean, I had confidence in the product, but I wasn't necessarily confident in myself. So at first, I struggled with some serious imposter syndrome. I had to work on that. But once I turned my self-defeating thoughts around and I made a few for now decisions, I was able to commit to fully launching a product. The mindset piece is what hangs me up too. And I imagine that many of you also struggle with negative thoughts that prevent you from taking action. It's okay. These are the messy moments that are just a part of doing business. That's so true. You know, even though I had conducted a successful beta launch, I wasn't sure if I would be able to pull off a real launch. There were things that I didn't have to deal with in the beta that I would have to deal with in the full launch, like tech, for example. But I think the biggest obstacle I faced was that I had no email list to speak of. I know, shame on me, right? I really let that keep me from moving forward. But again, I made a few key decisions and I pushed forward. Overall, it was a massive learning experience. And I learned some interesting lessons about launching a product along the way. Okay, we're ready for you to share those with us. Okay, launch lesson number one is to set realistic expectations up front. This is a really big one. There is this misconception out there that a successful launch means you make a lot of money and a lot of sales. Right. So the belief is that if you launch and only make a few sales, then it's a failure or you're a failure. Exactly. And, you know, I guess that can be a really big bummer, right? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. What you must focus on instead are your current circumstances and also your resources. Then from there, set a realistic launch goal that fits with where you are right now. For example, someone with thousands of email subscribers and an active, engaged online community who has launched before is going to have very different launch results than someone with 100 people on their email list with no launch experience. Got it? Yeah. Okay. And I fell into that second camp. That's a good point. Setting realistic expectations that align with where you are versus where you'd like to be makes a difference. For example, if you expect to get a thousand sales with the first launch, that could be super unrealistic. Mm -hmm. In that scenario, you're setting yourself up for big disappointment. Yes. So for me, 
I wasn't looking for a thousand sales. I was looking for 10 buyers, but my real goal was to actually do a full launch. That's to go through the entire process from start to finish. Oh my gosh. Launches are so much work. The to-do list is massive. Yes. Yes. There are lots of moving parts and pieces involved in a launch and it's just too much for one person, which brings me to launch lesson number two. Don't do it alone. There were two things I did for my spring 2021 launch of plan to achieve. First, I joined a program created by Laura Phillips called let's launch together. Basically it's a group coaching program that helps you launch a program. It's not a learn then do model, but instead it's a learn while doing model, which I loved. Several other program members and I all launched our programs at the same time. So having a community of other business owners, having the same experience together, provided a sense of belonging, offered accountability and tons of support. Yeah. Those things are super helpful, especially when launching a program for the first time. Honestly, they can make the difference between launching and not launching. Oh, absolutely. And that's really the, the thing here. I never felt alone in the process of launching. And, and I think that's especially true for solopreneurs who are trying to do it, everything by themselves, right? And while that was great, it didn't solve all of my challenges. So another thing I did was I outsourced the parts and pieces of my launch that I knew I didn't want to do or I couldn't do. Yeah, that's super smart. I'm sure people want to know, though, to launch a program, do you have to hire or outsource? Mm, well, you don't have to, but I found outsourcing helpful. It removed so much of the stress that is common during a launch. Having someone else to write copy and to build out the student dashboard and autoresponders freed me up to do other things that I was better suited to do. And look, you know, this is just a simple truth. If you own a business, you're going to have to invest capital into it. This is just a part of doing business, whether you like it or not. So think of it as an investment. Now, you might be thinking that you have to do all of the work yourself because, you know, when you do it yourself, it's free, right? <laughs> but your time is worth something. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you on this point. There's this misconception that when you do your own work, it's quote unquote free. And look, if you don't have money to outsource and you need to do it yourself, that's perfectly acceptable. But I still don't consider that free. Okay, so what are some other lessons you learned? Okay, launch lesson number three is there are multiple ways to launch a program. In other words, you have choices on how you want to approach your launch. So the first time was with a beta program and the second time was from a webinar. Is that right? Yes, but those aren't the only two ways to launch. I actually used parts and pieces from several models. Now, I admit it, I wasn't necessarily surprised to learn that there are different launch strategies. What I was surprised to learn, though, is that I could launch my program in a way that felt good to me, which happens to be launch lesson number four. Let me give you an example. It's a common marketing practice to offer multiple bonuses to entice buyers to make a purchase. If you didn't know that, now you do. Now, I'm teaching people how to do less. My clients and customers are already overwhelmed and they don't need more things to do. They're busy enough. So 
throwing a bunch of extra stuff they don't have time to do is not in alignment with my values as a productivity coach. And guess what? That's okay. In other words, launch in a way that feels authentic to who you are and your mission. Yes. And I think I accomplished that and it felt really good. I did it my way, not to steal from Frank Sinatra or anything. (laughs) Nice. I think that takes us to the final lesson. Yeah, it does. Launch lesson number five. And this is a biggie. And it's to look for solutions, not excuses. Now, it's no surprise that I planned well for my launch. What may surprise you is that what I planned for and what actually happened ended up being very different. (laughs) All right. You're going to have to explain that. Well, you can plan for some things, but you can't plan for everything, right? Sometimes external things get in the way and other times you simply over plan. And that's what happened to me. Whoa, I'm having trouble believing that Teresa overplanned. Isn't that breaking a law of physics or something? <laughs> Actually, overplanning is super easy to do, especially if you've not done something before. You may not know exactly how long it's going to take, or you may leave out a bunch of steps you didn't anticipate in advance. For me, <laughs> I was overly confident in how much time I had to build out the event I was intending to use to launch my program. My idea was to have a three-day event, then launch at the end of day three. This meant creating three slideshows, three scripts, all of the tech and autoresponders, and all the other little details that go along with it. And this was on top of all the other things I had to do for the launch, you know, In the past, I would have felt defeated and I probably would have quit, right? (laughs) But this time I looked at the situation and asked myself, how can I simplify this? I did that multiple times throughout my launch and it really helped. It kept me moving forward in a productive way. So the takeaway here is that when a problem pops up, instead of giving up, look for an alternate solution. Even when you feel like quitting, act instead of react which you all know my mom would love to to hear, right? She loved to hear me saying that. (laughs) Oh yeah, I know that. (laughs) Okay, so I've learned so much from my launch experiences. You know, they weren't perfect and you know, they never will be, (laughs) but I got through them. And what I've gained besides all the knowledge is massive confidence in my ability to launch. And surprisingly, I also found patience. I know that every time I launch, it will get better, a little bit more sophisticated and bigger. So I'm really excited to launch Plan to Achieve again on September 23rd. And I'll link the landing page in the show notes so you can see what it's all about. I'm always excited for your launches. And by the way, congratulations on getting over the hurdles, ripping off the Band-Aid, and persevering. Honestly, I am so proud of you. Thanks, Megan. One more thing I'd like to mention here. Teresa's experience is further proof that business is full of messy moments. We already mentioned that, but I wanted to make sure that I said it again. And I'm going to reiterate what Teresa just said. Things will not go perfectly. So accept that and don't let it stand in your way. All right, everyone. That's it for today. Click that subscribe button so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. And of course, you can always find the detailed show notes, links, and the transcript at messydeskpodcast.com. 
Thanks for listening today. We'll see you next Wednesday. During that conversation, she's she sheared. <laughs> and take 37. That's perfectly acceptable. Acceptable. <laughs> it's an acceptable it. receptacle. <laughs> yeah, let it out. Yeah.